What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Hitting the High Notes, Utah Jazz Talk. It is I, your host, Hu Tran, and I'm, uh, you know, Jazz are on a three-game win streak, so we should be hitting the high notes. Let's find out if that is actually true, though. I'm here with Jared Barker, Mr. Go the Distance 49. What's up, Jared? Not much, brother. Winning streak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excuse me, I, I I did a podcast before this, and my co-host goes, you you um, started your podcast like you do your Utah Jazz podcast. I'm like, did I? I'm tired. I'm not feeling very well again. <laughs> oh, at least that means they're loyal listeners of the Utah I, Jazz. I guess, yeah. Um, uh, we have a guest today. He is the king of KSL Sports, executive producer, Emmy award-winning, Oscar award-winning um, uh, host of the Scotsman Utah State Aggies podcast on KSL Sports, um, uh, com and the KSL Sports app. It's Mr. Matthew L. Glade. What's up, Mr. Matthew L. I think 10% of what you said is actually true. 10%? Ooh, executive. <laughs> I think it's at least 30%. 30%. 30%. <laughs> uh, all right. That's the inside Utah State joke. So, what's the, um, what's the that, that, that might be the, the oldest point. inside joke that we have. It could be the oldest inside joke that we have. <laughs> uh, Matthew L. 10% Alabama. and 30%. Yeah. So there's a 20% gap in there somewhere, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, it's a gap. All right. So um, uh, Matthew, he's joining us. He's um, uh, he just got off working at KSL, putting together a great show for um, uh, uh, for KSL, as always. Um, uh, but Taking the sports to the people. That's what I do. Yeah, so it's what he does. Yeah. So, I mean, he also texted me today. He goes, um, uh, the Jazz are really good at beating bad teams. I, you know, I go, you know what? That is the topic of tonight's podcast. The Jazz being really good. The Jazz are on a three-game win streak. But elite feeder of bad teams. Woo! Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and um, uh, but the problem is, like the Jazz did this about a month ago, right? The Jazz reel off uh, ten straight, mostly bad, uh, mostly bad teams. But the air has changed. Um, the Utah Jazz have broken their fans because uh, a lot of the fans I see right now are not feeling very excited about the three game win streak. Oh, fans, fans do not care about wins right now unless they're against good opponents like they're, and, and they're they're even crapping on these wins like i've seen yeah. it all over the place right and um it's changed a little bit you know and again it's only three wins the jazz the jazz are only uh i think a game outside of um uh the fourth spot in the west i'll look that up but um, no, half, uh, game. half game say so they're half a game outside yeah, of the west and so yeah yeah so um, uh, so matthew well um uh, what are your Thoughts about um, uh, where jazz, the jazz as an organization, the jazz fans are right now. Um, uh, coming out from uh, a one of four homestand where they they lost four games in a uh, four four games in a row um, to some playoff teams, to some non playoff teams, uh, winning three in a row. Like where are they at right now? Oh, where do I even begin with such a loaded question such as that? Uh, well, my thought is. Yeah, I searched my heart. My thought is, is, if you had told me, like, watching the Jazz for as long as I have, that they were going to have a streak where they lose four straight games at home, but then they go on the road and win three straight, it'd, <laughs> it'd blow my mind, because that used to be the complete opposite. I'm quite shocked uh. at how they came off came off of the All-Star break, because i I think it took oh, a yeah. to come back. Especially Bojan and Joe's play, uh, right? Oof. Yes, absolutely. And mm-hmm. still even mm-hmm. right now, Joe. But I don't know if Joe's play is a product of him not coming back from All-Star Break or if it's just kind of a product of the system where they're trying to create more for 
Conley and and uh, Crawford right now, but or Clarkson, not Crawford. Mm. I always say that. I always uh, say Jordan Clarkson is very Jamal Crawford like. Let's just let's let's put that know, out there. I know they're interchangeable. But I, I feel say. like he's an upgrade uh, though. Here's the thing: is, I, no, he's not. <laughs> no, you don't think uh, so? <laughs> no, I think I think they're very similar he's players. Definitely like, an upgrade over the current Crawford. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, peak Jamal Crawford <laughs> is what Jordan Clarkson is. Let's, you know, not, not uh, a great defender. I think uh, I agree with that. I think yeah, I like agree he, with he, that. he's a bucket, but he has deficiencies and he's he's not a great, yeah. like, playmaking point guard, but he's a bucket. So, Tunnel vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a bucket. He's, I mean, he's what we all thought. Off your bench is exactly what you want. Right, exactly. Yeah. He's right. what we all hoped Alec Burks could be. Like at the peak of his height of his powers, if he hadn't got hurt, I think, because like yeah, I really think some version that of some Dante ways, Axum, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Except for that, he's got a jump shot, and poor Dante yeah. still doesn't, unfortunately. Yeah, so he's like uh, like, a, like a player that's good on one uh, side of the uh, ball. Like Dante was going to be the the defensive guy off oh, the yeah. bench. Uh, Jamal is ob- obviously an offensive guy. So uh, anyway, back yeah, to what, what were you saying, Matthew L, about um. Uh, no, that's fine. I, I derailed it by calling him by the wrong name. My, my thought is, is the Jazz are at a point in the season now where it's still so many new parts, but either these parts are going to start meshing together or they're starting to mesh together, or what they have are a bunch of really good parts that don't fit. And mm. watching this team, that's kind of the vibe I get where we're all excited in the offseason about getting Mike Conley and Bojan and adding it to this mix and then trading I feel like we need some kind of very elite glue guy (laughs) I just feel like maybe for the type of system that they run and what they want to do you've got way too many ball handlers you don't have enough shooters and you just don't have parts that fit together in order to make that elite next step. Even though the parts individually are great, I'm not sure they fit together. Uh, maybe the next few months will prove me like wrong not running and the play out differently. I feel like we're not running the blender enough. We, like it doesn't. That action doesn't seem like it's get started nearly enough. Like well, it's no, just not. I think the big part of it is because guys are just so ball dominant players that they have. Yeah, I think you're that, right. That's just not you might, might be onto something. I'm starting to wonder if it's going to take like a whole off season for them to really get acclimated to, you know, passing the ball really well, well all together. I mean, or or if they ever will get that way. Yeah, because it's like you said, Clarkson's a bucket. He definitely gets tunnel vision. I've seen that happen so many times. Um I mean I still love the guy. I mean I'm a, I'm a big fan. I mean, I, I can think of what, the yeah, example he's, today. he's not the only one either. Because right. Donovan, yeah. Donovan oh gets tunnel vision yep. all the time. So oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. I'm I'm with you 100% there. And that and that's some, uh, I mean, I've been saying it uh, a lot this year too. Like, um, uh, we talked about why wasn't it working earlier in the year um, uh, when the Jazz were kind of in the same spot they are now. Is that um, uh, we mm. have a lot of guys who are used to being the 1A or 1B guy, you know? And on the jazz, oh, man, it's crazy. We've covered this stuff before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it's. I don't, Are you going to copy and paste a section of a conversation from like the last episode we recorded? Right. Today? And like, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's, it's, the... <laughs> it's your friend. Um, but yeah, um, 
because like we talked about how we're asking Boyan to, you know, not create for himself, even though he can. You're asking Mike Conley right. to be a Ricky Rubio type player that only spots up to shoot and not, you know, be a guy that draws a def- defense in with his floaters. And, uh, you know, Mike Conley is a guy who is was an offensive threat for 12 years. Well, maybe like 10 right, years of his career. He's a scoring point guard. He's not right. a passing point guard. He's not right, pass right. first. Right. And that was, that's the right. biggest difference think, between him and Rubio. And that's yeah. why the fit's been so I think his, Yeah, I think his career high was, I guess, last year. Well, he had like seven assists. But he was still super ball dominant. dominant. Or was it like six and a half? I can't remember. But he's never been, yeah, he's never been like an eight assists a night type guy. He's, he's always been more of a, yeah, it's like you said, score first. Right. And like, so back, and back that to was Matthew. the role Matthew, they needed him for with the Grizz. Right. Back like to Matthew's point, like, uh, shooting. we don't have yeah. the right pieces. Or like, we, we have the pieces, but they, they're not quite like, we're trying to put a square peg in a round right. hole. And um, uh, it mm. is interesting because, you know, Mike Conley was like, it feels like the number one option for the Jazz's offseason, Boyan wasn't even the number the number two option. You know, he was the backup option that came out of nowhere. Um, and so I wonder if um, uh, this Jazz team, I know I know we make fun of Niklo uh, Miritich on this uh, program a lot uh, because of, but, you know, Jordan Clarkson has changed my mind about guys who are awful defensively and are bucket offensively. Uh, it could work, you know? I think, I think with the front court guys, defense is still a little bit more important. That's just my personal opinion. Right, but like Bojan's not not blowing the world away with his defense or anything. Uh, uh, but he's also not as bad a matador as what's his face. Okay, but if, if, you're, if, if you're going to be, you're always um, uh, pumping up Jordan Clarkson, and Jordan Clarkson lets everybody get past him. So it's not, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, not, yeah, but he's a bench player. Maritich, like was considered for a starting role. And uh, again, this is something that like like when Mike Colley has had our, and uh, the um, the triple threat or triple team or whatever, Andy Larson uh, he wrote about this in one of them about, about Conley trying to learn the new system right, and Conley right. Um, talked about how um, in uh, Memphis you know clogging the paint was everybody's job like making sure nobody got in the paint, and here he has to right. learn about like when to let the guy get past him and when to stay on this guy and like how he sometimes goes too far into the paint and then they can't recover because somebody else is covering his guy and how that's been right. like, we're still 60 games in. He's still kind of learning that. Um, um, so yeah. Well, so, and I can, I can definitely see why that's a difficult learning curve for sure. Like playing defense one way for 12 years or whatever. And yeah, yeah I can see why that's been so hard for him. So I, I wonder if the jazz, cause like we, we've heard all year that or now you're all like the off season that the jazz's plan was to yeah. get Miritich on a semi like a, a much like not not that Boyan's deal is not friendly, but a friendlier deal than Boyan's and get another piece, which would have gave the guys eight guys. Yeah, and, but my question is, who was that other piece? And without that information, it's really hard to right. To but also, well, I, I want to talk about the, I just want to talk about the Miritich piece here. Like, like we, oh. we talked about how Boyan is um, uh, a guy that not only just he's he's not just a spot up shooter. Like he's a guy that spots up shoots, but he also likes to have the ball in his hand. So that's another ball handler. So now the Jazz have Boyan. The Jazz have Donovan. Well, Clarkson, you know what's Mike interesting Conley. though? I think Meritich kind of took the choice out of the Jazz's hand. So we can oh, we did, can yeah. think so we can think all we want about having what it would have been like if we had got him. But he decided he was going to Europe before the Boyan thing even materialized, and we were kind of going like, "Oh crap, what's going on?" <laughs> No, right, and I, I'm not. The, the, the what I'm saying is that I wonder 
if the Jazz had done what they wanted to, like, was to have, you know, Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, and Donovan be the ball handlers, and then surround the team with, you know, a Miritich spot-up shooter and somebody else who might have been a spot-up shooter and, a, like, a 3-and-D guy. Right. I don't know who it could have right. been, but I, I wonder, like, if, if that changed their plans and they weren't quite ready to have a, another ball-dominant guy like Bojan in there. And so it's, it's, it's well, you know, thought. it also blows me away. It blows me away that Joe Ingles, uh, like, he needs the ball so much to get himself going. Like, that blows me away. I don't understand why the spot... Because he's usually... He can be good as a spot-up shooter, and he's good as a spot-up shooter when he's in the blender, but I guess he needs those couple times of, you know, the ball touching his hands. I don't know. It just well, we talk about me away a little bit. The, the basketball being a rhythm game. Like, these guys all have to get in rhythm. And now when yeah, you but have think, about this, though. think about this, though. Think about Joe's role before Hayward left and his role post-Hayward. I mean, he improved, but his role uh, before Hayward left, he was off-ball more. Like, yeah. and he but, wasn't I mean, starting, and he wasn't an awful player. But just so because I mean, really it was wild something... swings to me is kind of, yeah. it's, it's just but odd. You, you got to remember that on his national teams, he was also a main guy, too, you know? So, like, he's a guy that oh, also has had, has had a lot of experience handling the ball and um uh, you know you, you know it, it, when you have to change role like maybe he got used to being a guy that was there with ricky rubio and like guy that brought the ball and you know rhythm is it's a, it's a rhythm thing rhythm game rhythm career like i mean he talks about in the off season when he plays for uh fiba and like how he wants to take a step back and hit those threes from a little bit further away so he's in rhythm when the season starts you know it's a rhythm game yeah. so yeah, yeah. Uh, Maddie, well, what what else have you seen f- from the Jazz this year? Um, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you know, Conley coming back, JC. Uh, it seems like a lot of Jazz fans, and this is why I think the excitement is not there anymore. A lot of Jazz fans have kind of come to, um, I don't know, not their senses, come to um, uh, like they, they just don't think the Jazz are a, a championship contender like they were, you know, in the first forty games of the season. I, a lot of people are thinking this is another first round or second round exit. And I think that's dampened a lot of people's hopes this year. Yeah. Well, what is this, what has this team done to show that that's not the case is I can understand why that sentiment is shared by jazz fans. I mean, every time they've gone against the elites, they've had, you know, a couple good games. I mean, the bucks game comes to mind, but, or even their play down the stretch against Houston on bogey's game winner, so they've had flashes of it, but do you see that team as currently constructed or the way they are playing now beating any one of those top five teams in a in a seven-game series? And for me, I don't. Um, just a lot of what you guys were talking about defensively, I just I don't think they have the perimeter defenders to guard guys like a Paul George or a Kawhi Leonard or a LeBron James or you know, even to compete to me, with that's Nikola Jokic. They don't have guys missing. to help. Because we don't have that extra. To me, that's almost like one of the pieces we're missing. Because we don't have that extra defender that we had. Well, like, no, they don't. They've, they've designed the defense to go exclusively through Rudy, and they've got a bunch of guys out on the perimeter who can't stay in front of anybody. Now, that, whether it's because they're not great defender, or in Mike Conley and Joe Ingles' case, they're another year older and they're half a step slower because that's just father oh, and time. Also, and he's undefeated. They, they've got, a, they've got the entire pressure on Rudy, and so anytime he's having a bad game, uh, they're going to be bad defensively. Yeah, and I think that, uh, well, I mean, 
the loss of, I mean, Dante wasn't consistently always in the lineup before, but I think his defensive presence is sorely missed, uh, you know, when he was healthy. We had that extra I mean, defender that was kind of 10 in the back pocket coming year. off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that, that thing is that, like, we don't no, know. No, no, no. I'm not talking about this year. I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about, like, maybe like last year or in the playoffs, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what Dante has anymore. Like I, I was always a big proponent of like, Hey, he can be a good bench guy coming off the bench, but like, like look, he got to Cleveland and still not really doing it right now. And um, I well, don't know. Again, again, I, but again, that's, that's part of it, you know? And yep. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and like last I year, just we don't had, think it's ever going to come together for him at this point. I just yeah. don't. I, don't I mean, like even defensively, I don't know if he's going to get it anymore because there's just you know injuries have slowed him down. He's young. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if he gets uh, to be you know uh, a Tony Allen type player or something. Um, no. But uh, yeah, no, well, I really don't think Tony Allen guys can hang in in the league that much anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, like, what, what that, is Ty- you uh, become Maurice, such uh, a liability on offense. Well, uh, Maurice Tybel, uh for the, the Sixers, you know, like I mean, there's a lot of guys who can uh, just not uh, was it Justin Anderson? I don't know. I can't. I can't remember all the names out there. I don't know, um, but the good ones like Marcus Smart actually end up being a plus on offense eventually. Yeah, anyway, the guy Marcus who should Smart. be a jazz man. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Marcus uh. Smart. Is, Marcus Smart is um uh, uh, Matthew L's uh, trigger word. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. You gonna sit here and tell me that I'm wrong? <laughs> that trap? She was in a bubble, bro. She came down with a crown. Wicked, wicked, wicked witch of the east, bro. Grow up. <laughs> My favorite video. <laughs> you um. So yeah. So grow up. So. uh, yeah, so this Jazz team. Um, uh, like, do we need him and Logan on the pod together? No, they want to be on the pod together. So, trust, we'll, we'll get that started mm-hmm. one day. So, uh, I, I was saying, like, so I don't Matthew, know if we I, can. We might explode. <laughs> we can't touch. <laughs> It'll melt the freaking podcast. Matthew L. Um, so, like, I yeah. mean, like you said, what has the Jazz shown us this year to show that it can win the title? So, full disclosure, I don't know if we've talked about this or if you heard me talk about it on the podcast that I never thought the Jazz really – I thought they had a puncher's chance, like a 5% chance of winning the title this year if everything went right. Obviously, everything did not go right. Which I think that's fair. Dark Horse was always like – yeah, like super dark chance. horse, you know, a puncher's chance. Absolutely, it was it was very fair to think that, just considering the talent that they had on the team and the way the team was playing and yeah. the way that the, those players were playing, it looked like the next evolutionary step. And you had pieces like Bojan and Conley, and you think yeah. that yeah, they're going to make the next level. But it's just yeah. that particular chemical mixture has not created the results that uh, everybody thought was going to happen. Uh, the other part that uh, I you know, kind of was talking about is that the jazz bench, um, as nice as, you know, uh, as, uh, Moutier looked, uh, at times. And I thought Jeff green was going to be a, a bucket for the jazz. Um, I thought, um, uh, Ed Davis was a, a great pick and roll, uh, backup center. The jazz got for cheap. I really thought the jazz had a really stellar off season. And, um, uh, the problem is that when Ed Davis doesn't, doesn't fit with the system, a guy who obviously doesn't fit the system, Jeff green being cut, uh, Moutier getting replaced by Clarkson is that the Jazz really are a, I thought the Jazz could be an 8 or 9 deep team if everything went right and the, the Jazz are like a 7 deep team right now because Tony Bradley wow yeah. nice today against the Knicks um, 
still very rough. Re- yeah, very you rough can't thing. rely on Tony Bradley. That's that's you. You can't throw your eggs in yeah. Tony Bradley. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with that. And 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 and, and all, we don't. We love George Yang. We we love the minivan. We think he's he's a fun guy. But um, the oh, problem yeah. is that again, like giving him like, the Bradley and Yang minutes are are really bad when they're together out there. And you got to play those guys yeah. for about ten to twelve minutes a game because you know yep. we need the rest for them. And that the killed us in the Rockets game, man. The the recent Rockets game because we were we actually won those minutes in the first half, and that's why we were doing okay. But then. The second half, they just destroyed those minutes. Just like, I think part of the problem is that Bradley and Ton- and uh, Yang are kind of one trick pony. Like Yang, if he's not hitting threes for you, but then again, he's... Bradley didn't see the floor as much. It was, it was Juwan, it was Morgan and Yang, and it was. Well, anyways, the results weren't much different. Yeah, but, okay, <laughs> like, is it is it that much? Is it is that, that that's an indictment on uh, Tony Bradley that you can't be out there uh, for those minutes? Yeah. Well, Bradley needs to though. hurry up and develop so he can come play in those minutes. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. man, I was hoping for like a twenty-point blowout, like that turned so that he got extended playing time in the fourth. Or we needed to be up by thirty so that Oni and Bradley and everybody even, would come off the bench. I don't even think thirty. I don't think even thirty points with six minutes left would be enough for the Jazz to to put the those guys in there because I mean we we saw today I the Jazz so. in the third quarter lost a. Of a 15 point lead down to three. In yeah, two but we minutes. were up 20 with six minutes left, and then they put a. No, 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 four minutes left, and then you put in. Well, actually, technically 17, but then you put in uh, Moudier, who uh, everybody Moudier, was like, was like right? oh, he should be starting over. He should be over Conley. And it's like, yeah, sure. How does that look now? When And all the betters are mad, should be mad at Moudier because. <laughs> I mean, and. and... <laughs> Uh, like I mean, it's, it's it's hard for the Jazz right now because like they they put a lot of their eggs in the baskets of the guys. I mean, they signed minimum guys, but next year they have yeah. you know exceptions to get two two exceptions yep. there. They'll have their first yep. if the Jazz make the playoffs, first round draft pick. So the right. depth could help, and so we'll see if that works for the Jazz. Man, year, you said if we make the playoffs, we're gonna fall behind like Memphis. No way. I I dude I. You, Dude, how long have you been doing this podcast with me? I never count any eggs before we hatch. <laughs> okay. Never. I, I I have to say that eight seed to me is basically guaranteed. Like there is like sure, there's fine. a snowball's chance in hell that we fall off a cliff. Right. I would not bet my life on it. It would have to be so. a monumental collapse not to make the play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh dude, people would be so mad. The fire queens will be everywhere. Like Well, just think back to your feelings from uh, after the the Rockets game and after the Celtics game last week. So. Oh, dude, I, I so. wasn't saying Fire Queen even then, though. People, were, I know, but the, I mean, people, people were very worried that this team because the team didn't not, not just they were losing; they didn't they were like looking uh, discombobulated. Is it Fire Quinn or is it Fire Dennis Lindsay? That's the question. I think it's both. <laughs> who's, who's I think I, I see a lot of both. Is it is it Dennis Lindsay for giving in the wrong parts, or is it? Quinn's fault for not figuring out how to use the parts. Is it a wait, 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 wait. That's a Zanuck. That's a Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Are we going to follow Zan- Fire Zanuck or, or Lindsay or both or everyone? And I don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's more Lindsay than it is Zanuck. Yeah. So Matthew does bring out a good point because yeah, this, like... this is the problem. Is look at this. Look at the strange situation that happened the other day when it was. Mike Conley's moving to the bench. Then he goes home and takes a nap, and then all of a sudden he's starting again. Like, See, I don't, I don't know what that's there's... about. I don't know who. I don't know. That's front office interference, what. is what that is. That's Dennis Lindsay. Yeah, and but Justin which Zanuck one thing. of them? You think it was the VP? Okay. 
that's, that's, I can. Yeah, I absolutely think that. it was Dennis Lindsay who wanted Mike Conley in the first place, who's made no secret about wanting Mike Conley on that team. I guarantee when he heard oh, yeah. it, uh, Mike Conley was going to the bench that he had. I so wish we had, had got him last chat. year because I feel like I feel like we would have had so much. Like Mike would have been so much better adjusted, and we would have a lot better idea of what his fit with this team would look like if we'd got him last year. And it's like, man. Well, man. Then the, I mean, the deal wasn't there at the t- deadline last year. You know, they they put it out there. Well, that's because they, they were holding on for more. Well, yeah, more exactly. That's what we were willing to give. Well, that's what I'm saying. The Grizzlies, you know, to make a trade, you have to have two teams, and the Grizzlies were not willing to deal, so. I mean, it is well, what it and is. Then, didn't somebody get fired over there? I can't remember. Uh, they got a new front office, but I don't, I don't remember if they got fired or not. But um, I mean, the Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies are actually like I put it on Twitter the other day. Like my second favorite team to watch. I love this race for the eight. No, me and too. I, I love, really like I the I like that they're oh, shutting up the haters. The Grizzlies and so Pelicans right now are just ridiculously entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Watch yeah. Out. The Pelicans are entertaining, but they just keep losing. Man, pissing me off. Like. <laughs> Oh. And and to me, I feel like they're misusing Derek Favors. They're not giving him enough minutes. I'm just like, Gentry, come on, man. You got no defense out there. And it's just like, and then the other team goes and layup lines, scoring a bucket. And I'm just like, come on. Play of the Jazz, miss the most. It'd be great to have Favors on this team again. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I mean. Derek Favors for a, a mid-level price is what they want. I mean, honestly, if if we can make that happen, we absolutely make that happen. But I don't think that's going to happen. Like somebody's gonna throw more money at him than that. I mean, he's obviously a better player than than eight whatever million dollars a year. So yeah, I mean, and, and that's I mean, that's that's the problem that the you know Jazz fans want want to have uh, a Ricky well, Rubio type player, worst, a Derek Favors player, but like at oh. at the minimum contracts, which you're not gonna you know at the minimum contracts you get Jeff, yeah, Green, you get Manu Mudiay, yeah. and so. yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Well, is like Jeff we, is actually Jeff is actually with keeping Ricky Rubio, though, but you don't want to pay him that it, money. Yeah, no, no, exactly. His fit here was awful too. Poor Jeff. Who? Uncle Jeff. Jeff oh. Green. Like he actually looks decent for the Rockets. Like we uh, we were just game, asking. Last game he got eviscerated by Rocket fans. So let's um uh, let's 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 hold off on them uh, making any. No, not every single game. But Jeff Green is not. I'm not lamenting that his fit here was so bad or whatever. Of course he's gonna have his bad games. He's still Jeff Green. Jeff Green is Jeff Green is Jeff Green. <laughs> I honestly thought he would go back to LeBron, and to me that made a lot of sense. Like he always had a lot of success playing off ball with LeBron, but then he went to the Rockets, and I was just like, okay. Yeah, I think yeah, the I think the Rockets have a team that allow for because on the Jazz team you have very small room for for error, and if you yeah. play for uh, the Rockets, like that team just gets so so many shots, so many possessions that you know you're allowed to have Jeff Green being Jeff Green sometimes, right? You know? So right. Uh, or Maddie says, I mean, the season, I'm basically for people who think the season is all about a championship for the jazz. It's kind of over for them. Like I, I, I just feel on Twitter, like maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel it on Twitter that a lot of people have lost that spark. They had just like two months ago. Um, the, the losing yeah, I, their eyes. I think a big reality check has happened for jazz fans. I don't and, think, and which is good. I think they're, they're I I'm think they of, all understand now that this Unless something miraculous happens, some miraculous gel, and this team starts fulfilling every bit of uh, potential and 
um, every best case scenario happens that it's most likely first, second round. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, I, I've asked plenty of guests like, like, Hey, if the jazz lose in the first round, is this season a bust for you? And I've tried to tell people like, I don't think so. I think the jazz, this is always to me. Your thing uh, has uh, always been about next year. Right. Your thing has always been about next year, which makes sense to me. I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be more difficult next year. I think next year will be even more competitive. But, you know, ne- yeah, next year's kind of interesting in a lot of ways. You know, uh, the, the Lakers are going to have to sign a massive extension for Anthony Davis, so they're still not going to have a ton of room to sign a bunch of people. I mean, the difference I, there's is- not going to be a ton of guys in the market this year, and, and there's no money. So there's no money, which helps the Jazz. And there's not a ton of guys coming to the market that are big game changers. So the difference is I mean, for the Lakers get, um, is that they they get these minimum players. They can send those them. minimum guys. Yeah, I mean, like look at Dwight Howard, Javale McGee. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, well, not, the not championship discount. Yeah, they they're, they're going to get. But, um, but Dwight, nobody wanted Dwight except for the Lakers, and they get they did the contract for him that was like, look, if you if you turn to crap, we we. We're only going to guarantee you game by game, and we can well, just then, cut you whenever. But they did it. So, you know, and like, Dwight has Dwight has finally got a reality check, and he finally got his head together. He's like, "Well, I'm not that guy that you know just pass it to me, and I get 20 touches a game." He finally gets it, and you know, I think that's because he's playing a, being a role player. It's yeah, kind of like with Carmelo; he had to be humbled. Those guys, their ego was out of control. And uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, these guys are, uh, but the thing, again, that's the Lakers are going to get those guys. So they're not going to be in trouble. I don't think they're going to get plenty of guys to come on discounts. Well, I don't more. think they're going to be in trouble, but I just think that that, that gives them less flexibility. And then maybe we can throw a little bit more money at a, at a, you know, a medium level guy, which maybe will give us more of a look than he'll just think about the championship discount and going to the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, I just don't think. I mean, comparing the Jazz to Lakers in the offseason, it's just going to be. I, I, I don't think they're going to go for similar players anyway. The Jazz are going to have to. Have, the Jazz are going to have a different style of play. The Jazz are going to have to give a mid a mid level exception to a player that is going to need that money versus a guy that wants to play for a, a different culture. You know. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like this, and this bothers me. that NBA contracts, I, I don't mind them being all guaranteed, but I wish that there was ways that you could restructure them like in the NFL. Like if you could take even just a couple million of Conley's money and then like move it to next year, and then it would be like dead money sitting there. It, it would help us so much, but what are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> Hey, Hey kids, I'm a, uh... They're listening. I'm uh, join, <laughs> play basketball and baseball in high school. Don't play football. <laughs> you know, like the, the money in football is not there. You know, I know you like the sport, but. Basketball, baseball players; those are those are the guys that make the money. So, um, yeah, but that's I feel like. But what you're not saying though is that there's there's less guys on those teams for the basketball and baseball teams. And sure. think about how many guys grinded out in the minor leagues of, the, of baseball and just never go, never make it past that. That's just that's rough. Okay, well, we're we're still talking about the top one percent athletes, and there's like if you're gonna be a top one percent athlete, very true. Like it's, it's not like, well, you, oh, but you're boy. saying kids, but you're saying all kids do this, and I'm like, no, top one really? percent athletes do that. Like, <laughs> right? That's what like, yeah, but you also not, can't not height, it, so. and you need height for basketball. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, uh, then yeah. you're under six feet, play baseball or soccer. Soccer will make you a little bit too. Yeah. So um, uh, I mean, it, it is ridiculous. Some uh, contracts versus you know different leagues, but that's a different podcast. So. 
Uh, Matthew L., um, uh, what's going on with yeah. um, uh, the Aggies for you? Well, we, let's see. We're recording this Wednesday night, so the Aggies are playing their quarterfinal game in the Mountain West Tournament tomorrow against New Mexico, who upset them Saturday night. I know. It was the like they came back from, like, what, 20? Uh, it was high teens. I don't know if it ever got up to 20, yeah. but it was not the teens. And it, that lead evaporated very quickly. A lot of collapses from this Utah State team this season, which has been uncharacteristic considering how many seniors they have. This is the exact type of thing you would expect from them. But mm. they are playing their best. The last two, mo- last two months, ever since that Boise State collapse in Ugh. Boise, <laughs> they're playing some really good basketball. Uh, that game aside, uh, they What's are playing at the right time, which is nice. Uh, they have 21 wins for the season. Oh, okay. uh, 21 and 8, I believe, is what they ended up with. Probably, uh, probably tournament bound then? or Probably. Yeah. Right now, they've got them as the first four out. They were the first. first they, were in, they were the last. Yeah, they were the last four in before Saturday. Uh, mm. Oh, we'll, right, in the last. Yeah, we'll see. If they make it to the championship game, I think they're in. But they need to make okay. it to the championship game in order to have a chance. That's that's my uh, prediction. All right, BYU and Utah State, um, uh, and then Jordan so they, Love. I'm uh, so they're playing Lobos. Lobos. Playing tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I, I asked because Matthew L is the host of. Time. Yeah, I asked because Matthew L is the host uh, on KSL Sports and the KSL Sports app. You can find the Scotsman uh, starting Matthew L. Podcast. <laughs> indeed, indeed, hosting his own podcast. Utah State Athletics. Yep. Um, uh, they got Utah State basketball, who uh, we just talked about there. We got Jordan Love. Um, uh, uh, could be a top yeah, five, like a top ten pick. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, maybe even top five. Who knows? Like that's that's, that's, that's the nice thing about being a quarterback is the league overvalues them. So, yeah, and especially oh, if you yeah. got a lot of potential and they're what you call toolsy, then the league is going to see you as a uh, top ten prospect. I mean, if Mitch Trubisky can go number two, anything can happen. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That was egregious, though. Him going over both Watson and uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. Like, why? Yeah, it's one of the more strange things that's ever happened in the NFL draft was that guy's draft stock. Never made any sense. Well, uh, I mean, I I loved that the Bears were willing to trade up for him. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing for the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the um, uh, I I saw like the Chargers were at six and they're looking at a, a quarterback, so that could be that could be a good. Yeah, move. if uh, I was them, yeah, I would trade down. Yeah, the Panthers sitting at seven could happen. <laughs> Jordan Jordan Love and the um, Panthers thing is blowing my mind. Like, I don't know what's going on with them. The trade? Did you see that trade for Russell Okung or whatever? Uh, it's 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 to move money. Because Trey yeah. Turner's contract, the, the numbers get huge the next two years, and so they can uh, trade off of that since they're doing the rebuild and just have Okung for the one year, and then it comes off the books. Got it. So that's, well, that's I'm still trying to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. Like, are they going to keep Allen, and what are they going to do with with Cam? Like, do they want Cam out of there? Their coach, their coach said at the combine that. If Cam's healthy, he's their guy, and they want to keep him for at least this year. Okay. Uh, I don't Which, know. I don't know. Coach I don't know. Speak, I don't How know. much truth to that is, that. I don't know. If they're <laughs> just trying to keep his stock a little high by saying that. 
Uh, I hope they do. I love. Cam. I think if Cam's uh, healthy, Cam, he's still a really, really good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, he's one right. of the fifteen best when he's healthy. For me, I. Well, I, what, that's the thing is, if he's healthy, who are you going to get that's better right off the bat? That's so. I, I I hope they keep. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Love might be a year or two away. From being good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, gotta, I, I see his ceiling right now as like, yeah, he's going to be like one of those Allen project types. Like he gets drafted high, and then even though they start him or whatnot, it's it's going to take a while for things to even work for him. In my opinion, yeah, like he's yeah. Well, to... look at Mahomes. That was that was Mahomes not coming out. Is that guy's going to need a year, and he got a year, and some cool things happened. So well, you I think best case I think scenario, sitting behind Alex Smith was really helpful. Him. Yeah, I think yeah. sitting behind Alex it's, Smith and because Alex Smith exudes professionalism. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, he, he needs to go somewhere where he can be developed. If he goes to the right situation, it's going to turn out really well for him. If he goes to if he goes to the Raiders, where John Gruden's not known for developing young quarterbacks, then that's going to be a big problem. Yeah, and I don't know if the Chargers have the development. Yes, and I don't know the Chargers have the developmental staff to make him a good quarterback either. So, excuse yeah, me, sir. I don't you know hope he goes to someplace like the Colts, where they got a quarterback <laughs> guy as their head coach, and that's he can true. sit for. Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I would like that for him. I think that would be an interesting fit. Honestly, because yeah. I think that that eventually Jordan Love is better than Brissett. I mean, Brissett's your good bridge guy. He's a good veteran bridge guy, and then you know you got him on a pretty decent deal. He's obviously a backup quarterback and not a starter. Brissett is yeah. that is, yeah. and so Love, I think everything is, you want in the backup, you know. Yep. All right. Well, Matthew. Well, first of all, how dare you? John Gruden has a QB camp, so. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have to it take was. a quick we have yeah, to take a quick is, break a and then come back and we'll finish off with a little more jazz talk. Um, uh, Matthew, can you stay for like ten more minutes or you got to go? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off. All right, now. sounds good. So Jared and I will come back and All we'll right. talk a little more jazz for you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to Hitting the High Notes. Big thank you to um, uh, my buddy there, Matthew L. Glade. Um, again, he is a producer for KSL Sports, so go download the KSL Sports app. Uh, they have a lot of stuff on kslsports.com. Um, he does a lot of jazz stuff. Uh, KSL Sports is Channel 5 in Utah. And um, if you have any more questions about the Aggies, the Jazz, sports-related, he'll love to talk to you on Twitter, at Matthew LKSL. Matthew LKSL. It's getting late. Like, we're already, it's already past midnight on this, uh, on this uh, taping of this um, uh, podcast. So I was like, I need to let it go home. He's been at work all day. So uh, big oh, thank you for him true. for joining us here. Uh, yeah, it was awesome for him to join in. Yeah, so um, uh, yeah, it's just great, like a nice little late night talk. It's fun to like he's one of my best friends, so um, it's just fun to have him on here and talk. Uh, well, we we ended it with a little Utah State basketball, football, NFL. We're back on the Jazz. Jazz uh, again. We talked about winners of three straight, only half a game behind the Rockets. You say, um, 
Yeah, and that's I, true. It's, it's 30, hard because like thirty nine like, and twenty two is us, thirty nine and twenty one is them. Yeah, so let, I mean, let, let's talk about like the eight seed, right? Is the Memphis Grizzlies who two weeks ago lost four four games in a row, thirty one and thirty one like, now. Yeah, much yep. like the Jazz, everybody had almost everybody had written, had written off for de- them for dead. Like, oh, yep. that's it, eight seeds oh, over. Yeah. But they they had a three game lead over the eight spot at that point, uh, and, and now uh, they have a three a and a half game lead, lead right? So the, that's more, the thing is that because because uh, they've been winning and the other teams have been losing, right? Oh, wait. Well, um, I guess Portland technically no, they're they're Portland is like right there behind them now. They're because they've been winning. Portland won yeah. big tonight. Yeah, I didn't check Portland's record. Uh, I was thinking mostly about the Pelicans because everybody's like, "Oh, Pelicans schedule soft. Oh, and they're gonna come and they're gonna conquer." And I mean, we well, I mean, the Grizzlies still have a three and a half game lead over the the Blazers. Like that's that's not that's not yeah, a little nothing to sneeze at. Three and a half yeah, games is a lot right. because, like, even though the Grizzlies, and like that's after the Grizzlies lost four games in a row, it shows you how hard it is to make up just even like one game. Um, oh, the, yeah. the, the Jazz are behind the Nuggets one and a half games, and that's after the Warriors gifted the Nuggets a loss. Um, and so, um, uh, that's the end right. you're like, I know the Jazz has had some bad losses, and that really hurt the Jazz, uh, hurt the Jazz fans. But I mean, it happens to a lot of teams, you know. Like the the problem Absolutely. is the Jazz really need to. If well, the, Jazz the Rockets can, just lost to a team we beat tonight. The Knicks, so. yeah, exactly. Like the, like these are yeah. just examples of the bad losses happen to everybody. Now we're in the stretch. Oh, yeah. Now we're in the now we're in the stretch where the, the last like twenty ish games, right? Where all these you know, matter. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, like uh, twenty two teams left, right? Yeah, not just uh, not just all the matter. Oh no, but I think it's twenty one game. It's it's hard to. Left. Uh, climb up. Oh yeah, spots. It's hard to make up stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Um, uh, teams are because like now we're in the the spot where um, the Suns might be saying, okay, we're out of it. Let's not push it to win. Let's not let's not try to get anybody hurt. If Devin Booker wakes up with the with the sneeze, let's keep him out. You know, because like they're twenty four and oh, thirty eight. Because yeah. they're thirteenth like, in the West and they're, right. they've got too much ground to make up yeah and so they might just be like you know what we're done we're not gonna really push for wins like hey if we go out there and surprise the team awesome but like even though that the lottery odds are smoothed out now that we have some separation between the top and the bottom teams these teams are going to start um uh you know not playing their guy all their guys and try to get you know even try to get a better record or a a better lottery record excuse me so uh, we'll see some yeah. of that. Um, a better tank tactic record. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Steph Curry's coming back for the Warriors, so that could throw some yeah. things off. Yeah, they might, they might get a few wins. The, the Jazz got, what, four wins? Timberwolves this year? have won. Yeah, Timberwolves won. Uh, you know, that Malik Beasley guy looked, has looked really nice for them. The the one that the... The Nuggets traded the, away? Yeah, Nuggets just threw away. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I, the Nuggets had the same problem. The Nuggets had way too many guys they couldn't pay, a lot of up-and-comers, and they just had to start them. Um, uh, and, like, guys that, you know, MPJ's not even playing well, anymore we for the Nuggets, right? Well, we they continue to skid, because they've also had some malaise after the break. Um, right. Just and, like we did. We just yeah, hope they continue to slide, and we just keep making up ground. I see I see the Jazz are two games behind the Nuggets. That's hard. Two games is, is, is really hard. Oh, yeah, two games is nothing to sneeze at. Cause that's, so let's go no, through it. So the Lakers, the Lakers are where we thought the Lakers could be. The Clippers second in the West, probably about where we thought they would be. Someone that would try to be in the top part of the West but not be the top, but they're ready for the playoffs. If, if they can get everybody healthy by the playoffs. Oh, they, they, they seem to be really starting to gel. Yeah, right? they're really starting to play well. So, I mean, the I mean, Clippers and the Lakers. On point. 
Yeah, those are the Lakes top are, two teams to the West. They're basically yeah. playing the script, right? Nuggets are about uh-huh. where I thought they'd be. I thought the Nuggets would be, you know, top of, you know, near the top of the West. Um, they're a little yeah. bit, you know, they have lips in here and there, but they played so well that, you know, they've won games that they shouldn't. They've lost games that they shouldn't, but right. they won a lot more. Rockets right. are a wild card team after training Clint Capella, a team that now has really focused on making Harden and Westbrook their two main guys and everybody else. Like, that's a team right. that's put together. Like it doesn't look like like it will work on paper like the Jazz do, but they put guys around because they know, hey, this is what Harden does, this is what Westbrook does. Spread the floor, basically. So, right, uh, a team that if you catch them in the playoffs at the right time, boy, you know, it'd be hard to beat like those guys. But um, the Jazz in fifth, yeah. Now, like obviously, we're we're a little biased. The Jazz are kind of where I thought they would be. I know a lot of people thought the Jazz would be. You know, top three at we least. We were hoping top four. We were hoping top four. Yeah. Top five, I mean, they, they're three, still a chance. Yeah. I mean, they're only a few games away. They're not that far away. They're only half a game away. <laughs> like, if you can stay within a game of the fourth seed, you have a chance. Even though, even though they don't have a tiebreaker, yeah. they, they'll have a chance. So, the Thunder obviously it's are a big for surprise. life, brother. It's seed yeah. for life. <laughs> the the Thunder big surprise. Um, uh, uh it, it'll be interesting if it comes down to Rockets four. Nuggets three, Rockets four, Jazz five, Thunder six, and they're all like, "What if?" Yeah, the Jazz... they're one and a half games behind us. They're yeah, right? they're what pretty the Jazz... close to us. What if the Jazz want to drop down to six? You know, in the last week of the NBA uh, of the season. I think we would rather play the Nuggets in the first round yeah. than the Rockets. Like, yeah, well, and we haven't seen the Jazz tank games to try to get seeding. I mean, we yeah, saw everybody do it last do year, but it's interesting, right? Like, we're talking about, oh, these games are these games matter, da da da, and then we get down to the last week of the season. It's like, boy, I really hope we lose these two games and the Thunder jump us for the jump yeah. the Jazz for the fifth seed and play the Rockets. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens. It's kind of funny. I would love seeing Chris Paul versus the Rockets. That would right? be amazing. Yeah. Like I mean, even be... if they made it to third, if the Rockets made it to third, and like if we were in fourth or or yeah. third or fifth, I mean, and then fifth. we play the Nuggets. I, I would kind of. Yeah. I mean, the the only thing I wouldn't like about that is that we have to play the Lakers in the second round. Like, yeah, I mean, well, if if you're gonna be a champion, you have to play hard teams eventually. You have to play the Clippers. Uh, I, I, the I, Lakers, agree. You know. I agree. Um. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, the it is just it is funny because like the narratives there, like, and we we talk about Jazz home court advantage with Matthew, like how they just lost four in a row and is surprising. Uh, I mean the Jazz have won. Well, series. we have the best record, best home record in the West until we dropped those four games straight. Right. Like, we and, well, I mean, but still, five, you know? I would I feel if 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 we had to play the Nuggets on the road in the first round, I wouldn't feel awful about that. You know. Yeah, me neither. I feel better Honestly, about it than the Rockets, the, but even if I played the Rockets, because I, I think that Rudy can have his good and his bad games versus Yosik, and I really don't. None of their guards scare me defensively. Like, um, they have that one Tory Craig, which if they're playing him so much on Donovan just to to slow down Donovan, I think that actually is a benefit to us because they I think they have more talented guys. That they're uh, leaving, you know, off the table because Tory Craig was who they had on Donovan and who, and who gave Donovan some trouble um, the last time we played him, if the I recall couple, correctly. The last couple times we played him, actually. Yeah, last couple times we played him, yeah. And so I think that, I mean, honestly, I think that given more time, that's maybe a matchup Donovan starts to figure out. Especially, you know, if you're putting on him for a whole playoff series, I really think Donovan's in year three and he's really. Uh, 
he started to come in, really come into his own this year. And, and so I think that he's going to be watching film on Torrey Craig and just figuring out, you know, weaknesses in his game and figuring out how to exploit them. I really think that, that, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I really like, I really like the Jazz in a matchup with the Nuggets, honestly. I think the Nuggets are, besides the, maybe the Thunder, Nuggets and Thunder are probably the two most, uh, well, no, no, I don't know. I kind of like <laughs> the matchup with the Mavericks, too. Those are the teams that we want to play, right? We don't really want to play the Rockets. <laughs> well, yeah, I, but the, the, the thing is the Thunder, the Mavericks, and the Jazz are just too far away from matching with each other. The only realistic one is really the Nuggets. I mean, the Thunder Mavericks are, that's, I mean, again, it's only two mostly. games, but yeah. Like, I mean, well, well, if we somehow jumped a third and, and, you know, one of those teams got to six, that would be the only way I could realistically see that. Yeah, the Jazz will have to but, play a lot better to get the third. And again, it would have to it would have to be the Jazz, like yeah, the Jazz against the Celtics uh, tomorrow, or, or was it Friday night? The Jazz Celtics? Yeah. Like the Jazz would have to win yep. that game that they're not favored to win, like they're not expected to win. And then the Nuggets would have to lose another game, and that would only get the one well, game closer. I, I think it would now be, they might be expected to win because of the Hayward injury. Uh, uh, they still got I, I Jason, they still got Tatum. They still got Brown. They still got Kemba Walker. They got Marcus Mark. I mean, the 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 Celtics yeah, beat you in a lot but, of ways, but they're a little more shallow without. I mean, Kemba Kemba's been hurt too, so I don't know. I don't think it's a it, you can guarantee that Kemba's going to play either. So that could be that could hurt him. So you think um, you think the Jazz? Know. You think the Jazz will be favored if the, if they're playing an opponent missing some of their players? I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Oh, the Jazz play tomorrow. Here's the, the thing. Oh, no, Friday, Friday. So. Yeah. No, no, it's Friday. No, it's tomorrow because it's after midnight, remember? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, uh, I mean, come on now, dude. Like, like you know what's going to happen. The, the Celtics would announce, you know, Tatum, Hayward, and Kemba Walker out, and Jazz fans would freak out. Would, well, no. If, if I think as long as Tatum still plays, the Jazz still give their best effort because that's who, uh, with good reason, that guy's like, He's he's playing at a superstar level. He's playing at a, you know, he's definitely a top ten player, and he's making he's putting himself in the conversation for top right. five. Like that's how good he's been. Like, I think the Jazz continues to be this good. If he continues to be this good, yeah, I don't I don't know though. I don't know. I'm not inside that locker room, so I don't know. Yeah, but I think Tatum is the guy that you like. Yeah, that guy's that guy's the one that scares. Yeah, I think the Celtics will be favored to beat the Jazz. It, regardless Probably. of Hayward's it's injury or game. not, you know, it's a home game. Um, They're really good at home. And and the, yeah, and the yeah and the and then the Jazz will be. We're historically bad. We're historically bad in Boston, so we're probably right. gonna lose. And we and we just saw the Celtics teams like a week ago, where the Celtics they, they played a really good game. Uh, the like we talked to Mark Bevel, uh, Bell, Belleville. Anyway, we talked to Mark of um, the, the MA unwrapped host uh, yeah, about the Celtics game, right? Yeah. And um, uh, yeah. he's talked about, and it was so funny because like he was like, "All right, well, the Celtics really need to keep Gobert out of the paint, blah blah blah." And I, I kept thinking to myself, "Well, that's not going to happen. Don't worry about that. Like the Jazz aren't going to feed Rudy down there enough to make it worth it." Yeah, um, like yeah, and, yeah. well, we can tell him that that all we want. And it's like, well, you you haven't watched the Jazz much this year, have you, Mark? <laughs> I know. I just I, I just about to say like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. Like if big men are tearing you up. <laughs> The Jazz don't know how to do that because, like, it was frustrating during that losing streak when the Jazz were just like not finding. Oh, re- dude, and it was. These, I, I know the competition hasn't been great. It's the Celtics or just, uh, so the Cavaliers with Kevin Love at center. It's uh, the New York Knicks who have eight power forwards, but Rudy's been feasting. No, it's nice. but I think it helps. I think it helps them get into a rhythm 
Like, even if it's against bad teams, Rudy gets the touches and they get a better feel for each other. And then they get into that habit of, okay, I got to look for him in this situation. Like, I think it's more situational than anything else. I know it's bad teams and poor defenders, but I still think that, you know, and call me crazy, but I still think that, um, that that matters. I still think that that helps and that helps. I mean, I know Rudy hasn't been at his best recently and, you know, there's been some wild stuff like, oh, forget that French, but da, 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 you know, you know, get rid of this guy, blah, 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 blah. He's too soft. He's this, he's that. I'm just like, whatever. Now you're just repeating stuff that other people have said to you about Rudy over the years. You're just, people are annoying, man. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, like, and, and that's why I, like, I want to see it against good teams. Like, I want to, because, I mean, the, the weak spot to attack the Celtics is Daniel Tice, right? Inside, and if the Jazz can somehow uh, get that pick and yeah, roll going. Rudy has a size advantage. Rudy has a size, but he's also very smart. He's a smart defensive player. I mean, I but think, that, I mean yeah. that, that was in our preview last week. With Jazz Celtics, they talked about, hey, he's been eaten up by, you know, talented big men. And that, you know, the right. strength of the Celtics defense is Rudy, the... I don't think that Rudy is necessarily the... Uh, the same type of talented big man, big man that's been eating him alive. Though that's I, I think. Thing. Well, here's a, I, I guess I should rephrase. A lot of big men have been eating up the Celtics. That's that's why he uh, made that a point to that saying that I'm a you know uh, how they lose games or get away from games is that the big men are because well, their strength of their defenses yeah, are switching. Yeah. You know they have Tatum, Hayward, Brown, smart guys who are very good on the perimeter, but that leaves them open in the in the. Uh, so let's see that let's see the Jazz can work some of that Rudy magic that we've seen the last couple of games, like the spin move today uh, against the Knicks was, was beautiful. Uh, we've seen um, uh, Rudy. Oh, get hey, the I, ball. Have a, I have a question for you. What's up? What do you think like as our next project? And this is just like, this is for down the road, obviously. I mean, I don't know if people are going to be interested in, in hearing my, but you, there's a guy that was on the bench on the Knicks side of things. Who's, uh, you know, he's a highly touted draft pick. He's a French guy. He's a Frank Nidakila. Uh-huh. Nidakalina. Sorry. He, what do you think about him as our fifteenth guy next year? If if it somehow came down to that, I think that would be interesting because I think that gives us another defender, another, and he's a he's a really good defender. Like he can't shoot for crap, but maybe we can help him, you know, work on that a little bit, help him develop his game a little bit. But I I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting because that gives us another defender to throw out there. And we were talking about how we have a dearth of you know really nice defenders. I think. I don't know. Uh, I also I mean, hope that we can try I, to I, find another another guy who's not I, quite. I, I just want to know how you get these so players we, because, like, so he's still on his rookie contract, right? Uh, still a a former yeah, but I, don't, for I, the don't, Knicks. I really don't think I don't think the Knicks are going to resign him. They're not playing him. But you, you see I how mean, the Knicks manage talent. You see how the Jazz managed Dante Exum, right? You don't just give up give up on those guys. Like I mean, we saw the Kings do it, but that, that's very rare that the you don't pick up a rookie extension number one, and then after that you you have bird rights. No, you see but what I you think the Knicks might trade him for peanuts. Maybe they might sign him <laughs> and then trade him for yeah, but uh, they might trade him for something like. Maybe they. That's the thing about like so. Maybe the Knicks are are such a bad organization that but like they've hired some new people. Oh, they really are. You know, like they've they've hired they've hired new GM. They've like I I can't say oh they've always been bad, but it hasn't been the same guy. They promoted a trash guy. They promoted a trash guy from the trash organization. They. 
I so well, that, so now we're just like making overreaching arguments about like oh well they're always gonna be trash like eventually that stops somewhere right as long so, as they have Dolan I guarantee you the best they'll do is first round exit like there's such great, dirt but that doesn't talent on that roster it doesn't mean they're just gonna give up on their I mean it's it's hard for me to say like oh they're just gonna give up on a draft pick they spent a lot of um, uh, capital on I mean I know I know it's not a you know he's a Phil Jackson guy great but. It's hard to give up on first round draft picks like that. Like, do I? I mean, it could happen. Did you see I, what they did with Chris Depps? Yeah, I mean, they wanted Max. Like, but Max Caspace is better than nothing. Like for for the Knicks, they want Max Caspace. They got it, and then they screwed it up. But like, I mean, what are the Jazz going to give? What do you mean? Free? They just didn't have anything to do with it. I don't know if they. I don't know. We're not. We're not going to give much. Nobody cares about Frank. Not even the Knicks care about Frank. I mean, I guess this is where we differ. Like, I, I just don't think you, I don't think uh, a front office has any reason to just give up on somebody just because, eh. you know, like that, that's a, a lot of arguments. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's not working well here. You don't, you don't just train. Okay, let's, let's get off of this because I don't think the listeners want to hear us bicker about this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean it's the same. Jeff talked about like this a lot. Like, you know, like when Chris Paul was kind of available or something, like, oh, well, the, the you know, it was the Chris Paul Mike Conley debate came down to, uh, Jazz fans thinking, oh well, Chris Paul, the the Thunder don't want to pay Chris Paul Chris that Paul's extra worth year, more. you know. Yeah, and Chris it, Paul's worth more. But then we talked to Thunder fans, people that we, had, people that that we talked we to in the in the the Thunder organization, they they kind of refuted that, say no, like if we're gonna trade Chris Paul, we want something of this, and like you know, just uh, fan bases have biases saying, hey, we can get it for this because well, we don't I, know I, the situation honestly, on the other side. Yeah, but I don't think that. Uh, like I think it's much easier to say this is a low-level guy on the Knicks who's not getting playing time versus Chris Paul, and a former I, All-Star. I, I still expensive. think that the bias is there because we don't know how the Knicks are thinking. What Knicks fans? What Knicks? What's the the the? Uh... I've seen plenty of Knicks fans. They used to call him French Chris Paul. Now they just trash him. Right. I mean, we, we like look how many people, how many people trash. I mean, are you are you going to just give Joe Ingles away for nothing? No. Okay, well, I mean, Jazz fans are trashing Joe Ingles right now, so, like, are we going to go Well, I, I, I know, but I'm saying, like, this is, again, just because some people are trashing him does not mean... The no, they've been trashing him for years, though. It's not okay, like one. But, <laughs> I, again, it's just... It's the one organization that, like, has been throwing him under the bus, too. What do you if, want if you don't me? get value for somebody, I don't think this, you're, you're going to get Emmy for free in, in this league, you know? So, that's just where I'm at the Jazz. I don't think a couple second round picks get you Frank. Um, uh, Frank. Um, yeah. So that's just where I'm at. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. Like, I mean, I do like talking about off season. I do like talking about guys. And as a 15th guy, that's, you know, I, I think as uh, if we talk about off season, getting a point guard, that's cool. I, I don't know what's going to happen with Jordan Clarkson. Cause it could go a lot of ways uh, depending on what his market value is. Um, because the Jazz might have There's to dip There's no money in. out there this year. I think we're gonna we'll be fine. No uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll again. Uh, we'll see because like, go things... look at how much money is out there, and you tell me. I will. I mean, I, well, I I will do that closer to like you know June. <laughs> but I mean, things yeah. things always open up. Is is um uh, we don't know because like we don't have all the details from what happens in June and when people start making moves. So, um, but yeah, so I think I'm uh. Uh, next year, I, only, I we talked about things only open up when there's cap space. There's not a lot of cap space out there. 
Ah, okay. Well, well, again, this has been another pod. So, uh, off season pod stuff is fun. That's where I, that's where I like to really talk to people about that. But, um, uh, Jazz play in the the, the problem with the, after the Celtics game, the Jazz play back to back, I think, against the Pistons. So, I mean, if the Jazz end this road trip yeah, two and two, I think that's not the awful. Pistons game. I think Saturday, that the right? Pistons game is very winnable. Yeah. It's winnable, but it's also a back-to-back jazz on the last game of a East Coast road trip. Those games are hard. You know, we talked it about is. it. Um, it's hard. Um, uh, I mean, we saw that happen against the Pelicans um, uh, when the Jazz were finishing a road trip, and that was their last game. Yep. And like the energy, just you know, it just gets sapped. You know, so yep. we'll see if the Jazz can overcome that. Uh, the Pistons are kind of um, in tank mode right now, so we'll see if the Jazz go two and two in this road trip. It's not the worst thing in the world, but. Jazz fans, I think, really need a three and one or four and zero road trip right now to, to get back on track. So, if the, if the Jazz oh. want to move up in the standings, the the game against the Celtics is a game that you need. To, if you can steal that, you're in a good position. If you lose a game against the Pistons, a game that you should win, again, it just puts you further away from uh, from your goal getting home court advantage. So, yeah, if we if we finish this road trip uh, five and zero, it's like hallelujah. Four and zero. The road. The I mean, I know what you're winning. The win streak. Is oh, five, I'm sorry. Know? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. This stretch. We finished the stretch five and zero. That's right. Hallelujah, man! Right. That's, yeah, that's like you, it's like you you take back that uh, Celtics loss that you gave away, which is nice. I don't know. They give it away. Or I mean, you can look at it as the Suns' loss. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 the Celtics. I mean, kind of beat the Jazz pretty well that, was, that game. <laughs> like it got close, but like the Celtics felt like they were in control for, for most of it. Yeah, most of the game. Yeah, I felt yeah. like it was kind of all right, Jared. Lose. Hit up your Twitter for the folks here. Hey guys, it's at go the distance forty nine. Nice. Um, uh, you can follow Jared on Twitter. You can follow him on Sportscaster. It's a new uh, Periscope for Sports app. Uh, he's at JB High Notes USN, I think. Part of um, uh, the Unwrap yep. Sports Network. Unwrap Sports Network. Yep. Um, uh, at Unwrap Sports on Twitter. Um, uh, you can follow me at, at That's Unwrapped. That's Unwrapped. They have a lot unwrapped. <laughs> follow Unwrap Sports and they'll tweet everything out. Um. Uh, uh. Hopefully, the Jazz get. But, um, but, uh, but we're a Utah podcast, so we want them to to get into gambling. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. I'm. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time. Later.